Good morning. So good to see so many of you in the house today. I'm Pastor Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. And today we're going to be talking about salt and light. We're going to continue the sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. Dave and Mary Woods, can you please come up here real quick? I just want to, we're going to do something kind of fun. While they're coming up, uh, I just want to announce something really exciting happening in our church. Go ahead and stand right here. I'm going to uh, announce something really exciting happening in our church. I think it's exciting. Today is the last day that we're going to have kids ministry in the 930 service only. Next week, we're going to have, uh, we have enough loving volunteers. We said we'd offer kids ministry in both services as soon as we have enough loving volunteers for both services, and we do, and that's starting next week on July 31st, so praise the Lord. All right. This is Dave and Mary Woods, and they're going to help me here. We're going to do a taste test, okay? Can we have fun? No, no, you're going to feed him, so it's okay. You can keep the gum in your mouth. Dave, can, you, can you just stand right here on this box right here? Okay, yep. Yep, stand, take one little step forward here. We're going to taste and see here. Uh, you're going to, don't look back. Don't look back. You're going to feed him, okay? So this one's last, and you can do these in any other order, all right? Just make sure you do this one last. And we're going to just uh, see what he experiences as he tastes, okay? So all the things that you're going to put in your mouth, your wife is doing it, okay? Okay. okay? She loves you, right? But I've and, had her feed me before. You, you've had her feed, okay. Yes. Yeah, she, and, and she loves you. You love her, yeah. at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see at the end of this. Um, so, uh, okay, can we, can we actually put, uh, can you, this, this is, this is for having some fun. Can you put some funky music on? Make it kind of fun. Make it something fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and I want to see the face. That way, we're, we're all looking at your face up on the screen right now. It's really, it's like weird. It's like so close in. It's like making an awkward stuff. All right, close your eyes. You can't see. You got to close your eyes. Keep them closed. Open, open your mouth, buddy. Open your mouth. All right, here it comes. What is it? Taste it. Just a little taste. Cherry. Cherry, give him a hand. He nailed it. Yes. Do you like cherries? Yes. Okay, good, good. I'm glad we were able to bless you like that. Okay, keep it closed. Keep it closed. Here's another one. Here it is. Here it is. It's coming. Uh, I don't think he likes it. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Chance, swallow, buddy. <laughs> you love me, though, right? Yeah. You still do? Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> all right, all right. One more. Uh, no, actually, two more. Two more. Uh, how was that? How did that? What was it? I didn't even ask. It's a pickle. That was a pickle. You don't like yeah, pickles? I like some pickles, like not some that pickles. one. Not the donut. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Close your eyes. Here's another one. Here's another one. Oh. <laughs> you taste it? <laughs> Can I taste it? I'm living it. <laughs> I think I see a tear right now. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> lemon. Lemon, lemon. He's nailing these. He's nailing these. <laughs> she thought it was a pineapple, though. No, she never would have fed it to you. No, it was a lemon, all right. It was a lemon, very fresh one. All right, last one. Just last a minute. One. Okay. okay, just a minute. All right. Okay. Got to clear your palate. Okay, open up. Last one. <laughs> What's this one? I like this one. <laughs> I chocolate. Chocolate, yes. Give him a hand. Give the woods a hand. 
We appreciate them. Thank you for tasting. You're <laughs> we need to taste and see that the Lord is good. Here you go. I got my entourage helping me. Taste and see that the Lord is good, is what the Bible says in Psalm 34, 8. Let's see it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So I appreciate the words today. Tasting and seeing that the last one was good. I made sure I got just the last one was good there. Um, thank you for having fun with us. I appreciate that. They had no idea I was ever, I was going to ask them up, and they may never come up again. <laughs> so that's one verse. Here's another one I want to start with today. Matthew chapter 5. Keep in, keep in mind, everyone that is listening to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, they were familiar with the Psalms, with this idea of taste and see that the Lord is good. Everybody say, taste and see. Taste and see. You're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. And against that backdrop, Jesus, cut, he, he does the Beatitudes, which is an introduction to Sermon on the Mount, and here we go. He says, you are the salt of the earth. Taste. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. Amen. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on, up on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Taste and see. I love how the Bible uses imagery. Jesus here used imagery in the Psalms that was there as well to describe our relationship we have with Jesus. See, in a relationship, there's a, there's a taste to relationships. You know, if, I have, if I've been away a few days from my kids, I come back, I see them, what might I say? You're a sight for sore eyes. I can see them on FaceTime, but it's, it's not quite the same as actually seeing someone that I'm in a relationship with. That's the difference between Christianity and religion. In religion, we, we endure religion. We, we do the, the rites, the rituals, the rules, and we come out of it, and we feel like we endured it. You don't endure a relationship with a loving God. You enjoy a relationship with God. You experience, experience, taste and see. We can experience of relationship with God. Everyone, here's just kind of a, what do you call it? Just a, an opening statement that I think is true. Everyone can find what they're longing for in a relationship with Jesus. Amen. You believe that? Everybody can find what, what your soul is longing for. Yeah. The solution is inside a relationship with Jesus. Right. And Jesus wants to have that relationship with everyone, but the world can't taste and see if we're not salt and light. The world can't taste and see. The world can't experience the loving God if we're not salt and light. God has a mission for us. 
and it's up to us to choose to participate. That's actually number one, participation. This mission of God, if we're going to be salt and light, we need to participate in the mission of God. And we get to decide what level of participation we're going to have in the world around us. Jesus, in his greatest sermon, he told us that we would be participants. You, you will be salt. You, you are salt. It's, it's assumed. Not you're going to, but you are the salt of the earth. You're going to be participants. Be engaged in our world, church. We are called to change. Let me say it differently. You are called to change your world. Not the world. God's got that covered. But he's called you to change your world. Your office. Your, I, I remember when I, I, I transferred into a public school in college. I went from a Christian school to a private school one year. And, and somebody giving me a tour said, you are at a, you're at a Christian school now? And I said, yes. And she said, you know we're not. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, I just don't want you to be upset when you know, people try to you know, do things that you know, might, uh, might try to affect your thinking. And without even thinking, I just spoke back to her and I said, oh, I'm not worried about that. I'll change them. Oh, and then I was like, that was kind of rude. But I believe it. Why would I be scared of the world? I'll just change it. I'm salt. Jesus said we were salt. In the ancient world, salt had three, uh, three purposes. One was to preserve meat. They didn't have refrigerators, believe it or not. No, no extra freezer. Second was they used salt as an antiseptic. Everybody said, ouch. Yeah. Do you know what hurts more than salt in a wound? Amputation. Hurts a little more. So. It hurt, but, but it brought healing so that nothing would have to be cut off. And the third thing was they used it, what we use it for, to season their food, to bring out flavors. And we need to do the same three things. For the salt of the earth, for the salt, for the gospel, we need to be those three things spiritually. We need to preserve the meat of the gospel, preserve the message of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4.10 says, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. So I'm just carrying it around. I'm carrying around the gospel. So that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. I'm carrying around the gospel. So are you. We should carry it around. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's the gospel. And what he can do for the world around us. And we get to carry that around and preserve it. You are here today because somebody else preserved the gospel for you, without exception. We've got to be crazy about the Bible. We've got to know the message and the power of Jesus. And we've got to bring others up to where we are. There's always someone behind you, isn't there? There's always somebody behind you. So I think if you're a Christian, we ought to be bringing somebody up to where we are. So um, salt was used to preserve. It was also used as an antiseptic. We need to be spiritual antiseptic. Our participation in the lives of others around us should bring healing to them. There's a connection between the healing power of God in people's lives and you. 
There's a connection. Watch this. Psalm 147, verse 3, tells us about how God, how God wants to work in people's lives. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up the wounds. That's how God wants to behave. He wants to heal the brokenhearted and, and bind up the wounds. But how does he do it? James 5, 16. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. There's an each other in there. There's an each other in there. There's a connection between God's healing and our participation. The world can't taste and see if we're not salt and light. It takes us participating. Newsboys says it like this, out of the shaker, onto the plate. And the third thing that salt did was seasoned food. And we need to season our world. Be seasoning to the world around us. I think we should make everything we're a part of, I think should be just a little bit better because God's people are there. We need to be speaking life. We need to make things better. We should be a spark of life wherever we go, church. Do you you just imagine Jesus being the type of person that walked into... Okay, let me just say it this way. Have you ever known somebody or been somebody that when they walk into the room, like everything goes, there's like a music track in the room and it goes, womp, womp. Hey, downers here. Can you imagine that being Jesus? So if we're going to be Christ-like, we should walk into a room and bring life to it. We should bring life to the rooms that we walk into. John 13, 35 says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you argue really, I'm sorry, if you love one another. If you love one another, the world will know who the disciples of Jesus are. We need to be actively engaged in the world around us. It's kind of like essential oil diffusers. Does anybody have any essential oil diffusers in your house? Okay, a few of you. Hippy dippy maybe. I don't know. Um, but like uh, uh, the, the essential oil diffusers, it's not loud. It's not like, like w- w- when, you spray, when you spray Lysol or something, and then like you walk into the room, you know somebody sprayed Lysol. It's like, I think I just got sanitized. That's, that's COVID treatment right there, prevention. But essential oil diffusers don't, look, don't work that way. They just emanate. No, they just, they just sit there and change the atmosphere. So when you go to your work tomorrow, when you go to, to uh, maybe you have summer classes, when you're at home tomorrow with kids or taking care of somebody, I want you to wake up tomorrow morning and say, change the atmosphere. Because here's, here's, here's the fact. You emanate a smell. Turn to the person next to you and say, ew. <laughs> My wife says, ew. We all emanate a smell. I hope spiritually we can change the atmosphere around us. Not to attract people to us, but to attract people to Jesus. More on that in a second. Let's be participants in the kingdom of God. Here's the second word. We need to be participants. And also, uh, number two is perspective. That's the second P word, perspective. 
if salt is what we do, light is the outcome of it. He says, be salt. And we are also the light of the world. Light enlightens is what it does. It enlightens, and because of light, we can see. We can have perspective. Let's talk about three things that light is. Light is shining, it's a spectrum, and it's invasive. So light shines. Church, let's let God's light out of us shine on the people around us. Let's speak positive things. I heard, I heard somebody recently talk about uh, this idea of godly gossip. Well, well, this guy, I love this guy's godly gossip because, you know, me and my wife were talking about you and we just couldn't believe what an upstanding person you are. And you are, you, like, like, you're so honest and humble and right. I just, we just can't, don't. what if that was the kind of gossip we did? We were talking such good things about you. We can't believe how faithful you are. That kind of godly gossip I think is good. Light shines. So church, let's, let's shine. Let's shine. Make them wonder what you got. Make them wish that they were not on the outside looking board. Okay. Number two, light is a spectrum. Light is a spectrum. Do you know what a spectrum is? It's like a rainbow, you know? If you pass white light through, through a prism, you'll see every color. And that's what white light is. White light is the summation of all colors together. And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let me say that again. Jesus did not say, I'm the light of the world. He didn't say that. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. It's us. Now, none of us have the job of Savior. None of us are white light. We're all a color. Light is a spectrum. And when all of us put our light together, we can shine God's white light to the world around us. Keith Green says it. We are like windows stained with colors of the rainbows. Whoa. So let's shine God's great light together. Together. We get to shine it together. Third thing light is, light is invasive. It's invasive. Romans chapter 5 verse 20 says, says where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Where, where the darkness was, there was more grace. But I sinned more and needed more grace. Hey, there was more. I maximized the amount of grace I needed. There's more. Grace abounds all the more. Light is that way. In the darkest places, light is brightest. It's like if I have a, if I have a flashlight and, and there's batteries in it that are on the way out, there's not a lot of juice left, and, my, and I'm in a, in a really bright room and I turn it on, I'm like, this thing doesn't even work. It's a piece of junk. But if I go, if I wait till night and I turn off all the lights, that's the brightest thing I got. In fact, in World War II, Germany would be bombing England. They did bombing raids. And after a certain time, everyone in England had to, 
shut up all their doors, pull all the drapes, and make sure everything was as dark as possible so that the overhead German bombers would not see anything. They wouldn't be able to see targets visually because a single candlelight could be seen for miles in the dark. So don't back down when your world is dark. You're there on purpose. One little candlelight brightens up the darkness. I've heard, I've heard people say, why, why do I have to be here? Why does God have me here? Why does God have me in this situation? Why does God have me in this job? Why, do I, why, why does God have me in this job? I hear people say in all kinds of language I don't like, and they talk about things I don't like, and they're all ungodly. Why do I have to be in an ungodly place like this? Duh. He put you there on purpose. Quit complaining about it. Shut up and shine. Here's the third point, third P, is purpose. Purpose. Jesus ends the salt and light section of the Sermon on the Mount by telling us why. Why we should be salt and light. We should be salt, we should be light. Why? Why? He tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. I read it, but I'm going to read it again. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Why? That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The purpose of being a grain of salt and a beam of light is so that others glorify God. It's to raise, raise God's famousness, to make him more famous. When we are salt releasing light, God unleashes his purpose. See, the good deeds is how we live. And the motivation and result of living godly is that God gets more glory. In verse 16, Jesus referred to our good deeds. Now, there's two words in, uh, in the Greek. There's two words that could, could have been translated good. One was like quality, like this is a good table. These are good shoes. You know, they're good. This is good carpet. It's good quality carpet. That's not the word that Jesus used here. It's not good quality deeds. He said, when people see your good deeds, and that word that he used, it's, it's uh, most often interpreted beautiful, winsome, attractive. When people see your winsome and attractive deeds, they'll glorify God. Yes. Our good deeds are to be attractive to other people. Not to attract to where? Not to here. Not to, not to here. But we attract people to God. Yeah. It, gives, it gives God glory. But I've heard, I've heard people that don't want to follow Jesus say, like, well, if that's what a Christian's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Oh, that, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. Don't be that guy. Our, our behaviors should be winsome to the purposes of God. So here's, here's a question. If somebody watched your life, they weren't raised in Sunday school, they, are, they don't even know, you, you say Adam and Eve, no frame of reference. They have no idea what that means. 
or Noah, clueless. Noah, it's just a, a name. What is that? If that person watched your life and that was the only example of Christianity they had, what conclusions would they come to about God? If, if they only watched your life, gathered examples and came to conclusions, would they want to follow your God? Or would they say, P.U.? This needs to be our, our rallying cry. We need our... I, 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 okay, if there's one overarching thought in the Sermon on the Mount, I think it's this. Our behaviors and our life need to line up. There should be unity in them. They should be the same thing. So we need to, to be emanating this, this, uh, this light of God. I think this should be our rallying cry. Isaiah 58, watch this. If you're generous with the hungry and you start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Everybody say glow. glow. Your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be a well-watered garden, like a gurgling spring that never runs dry. Church, let's glow. Let's glow for the purposes of God's kingdom. I'm going to ask Mike and Becky to come up here real quick. Mike and Becky Young, they're our kids' directors. And uh, this week we have a, a VBS, and I want us to take a minute to pray for them and you, all the vol- volunteers. Thank you guys for everything you do and pulling off next week too. Yep. Woohoo! <laughs> if you're one of the volunteers for VBS this week, if you're working with kids or behind the scenes, maybe you've already helped, would you stand up? I, wanna, I want us to pray for everyone together. If you're one of the VBS volunteers... Because you're being salt and light. This is something that our church is doing to be salt and light in the world around us. If you're sitting next to somebody or, or near somebody that's, that's standing, would you put your hands on them? Everyone else, stretch your hand towards anybody. But I'm going to pray here for the youngs. Lord, thank you so much uh, for these volunteers and, and this team that's going to be doing VBS and being salt and light to the world around us this week. Lord, thank you for... Uh, your anointing that will rest on each of them. I pray you'd give them wisdom, perspective, give them words of knowledge as they do the work of the ministry this week in changing lives for you, Lord. I pray that this is an awesome outreach, that people come to know you, and that lives are forever changed because of this week. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. I'm sorry. Can we all stand? I should have warned you. Let's all stand together. <clears throat> There's this famous painting that Leonardo da Vinci painted called The Last Supper. And I think we could put it up, yeah. Yeah, you've probably seen that before. Did you know that legend has it that at the Last Supper, Judas spilled the container of salt? Did you know that? That was before, like, spilling the salt was anything superstitious. It's just legend that he did that. And because of that legend, Leonardo da Vinci put that in. Can we zoom in on the the salt? There's Judas with a spilled salt container. 
And Leonardo da Vinci did this because of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It was, there was hidden meaning in the painting that Judas was saying, no, I'm not going to be your salt. You're the salt of the earth. I'm not. And it was like him rejecting it. But, you know, I think Leonardo da Vinci got it wrong. If Judas really wanted to reject the mission of God, what he really should have done was just hang on to it. If he really wanted to dishonor God, he just needs to keep it to himself. He just needs to hang hang on to it tight. Let's get the salt out of the shaker, church. Let's be the salt so the world can see the light of God. Let me give a couple challenges. The first is this. You can't be salty if you've never tasted God. Maybe you agree with what I'm saying, but you're like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I want to represent. Sure. But if you've never tasted God, if you've never experienced God, you can't. You don't stand a chance to be salty in the world. God has to transform your life first. The first step is to release your sin to the Lord and say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm separate from you, but I'm going to receive you and say yes to you. I'm going to open up my life and I want you to come in and restore what was broken. If you want to do that, I, I challenge you. Today is the day. We're going to have prayer partners at the end that will pray right with you or you just say that prayer. Lord, I want to receive you. And you can start your relationship with Jesus today by tasting it and experiencing it. The other challenge is, I hope for all of us, you can't be the light if you're not lit. We need to get lit. Get lit, bro. Watch me using slang. I know what year it is. Can we get lit today? Sure. Maybe you're already lit, but I want to get just a little more lit. If, if you want just a little more of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you want just a, just a little more of God, if you want the Holy Spirit's influence in your life, just, just a little bit more, would you put your hands up in the, in the air as we pray? Lord, we want more of you. We want to be lit so we can be a light for you. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to empower us and your anointing to fall on us so we can do the things that you've called us to do. May we go from here and worship you with our deeds and glorify your name in the process.